Chains that have held me 
Good morning, FFM. I said, good morning, FFM. Hey, it's good to see everyone here. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand, a clap of praise. We're just inviting everyone who's still hanging out in the foyer, maybe drying off from the rain, in as we begin to get started. I know that this is uh, November 15th, which is opening day of gun season for a lot of guys, and so there's a lot of guys probably sitting in a deer stand this morning watching church, and so let's welcome them. Come on, let's welcome them. It's great to see you guys. Uh, so good. Um, we No, actually, I'm a hunter, so I would be there if it wasn't Sunday morning, but anyway, we hope everyone has a great, safe trip uh, hunting this morning. Uh, a couple of things we want to take care of as you're getting settled. Uh, number one, I need you to really pay attention to the FFM news that comes out on Tuesdays that Breno's been putting together. Those good? You like those? Right? Give Breno a hand. He's been working hard on that. Um, just, just to keep us up to date, and Doug's newsletter on Thursday nights. If you are not part of the email program that gets those newsletters into your email, you need to see Doug get signed up on that so you get those also because we're trying to move church service along and keep our announcements to a minimum. Um, that's, it. that's part of what we're doing. So we need you to stay informed with what Breno is doing on Tuesdays. Please share that. Just share it on social media. And, and that will continue to help us get those things out. So good things. Uh, tonight, youth group is meeting at 530 here. Right? So uh, youth group, remember that, 530 tonight. Also, uh, next Saturday night. Everybody say next. Next Saturday, that's this coming Saturday, the 21st, a ministry night is planned, and we're going to be having it. Amen? So we're excited about ministry night. We know on Sunday, sometimes because of the schedule, maybe you don't get the time you need to, to press into prayer or, or just worship the Lord. Ministry nights are designed to have no agenda, just come and worship and minister to one another. Uh, and so we're, we're going to be doing that again this coming Saturday night. At 6 o'clock, so we encourage you to come, uh, spread out. There'll be plenty of room to worship and, and uh, just press into the Lord. So we want to encourage those things. And this morning, as we get started again, the sermon notes for each week are incredible. Clarice and, and her team are, are continue to put this together from the notes that I send out to the media team on Thursdays so the kids can follow us along. Kids, I encourage you, if you're sitting in for the sermon Get a hold of this. Follow along. This week's winner is Zeke. Let's give Zeke a hand. Amen. 
And uh, see, see my wife and I afterwards for those particular things. Also, uh, on Wednesday nights are our men's Bible study, our women's Bible study, and Bible memory is happening. So bring the kids. Uh, that's an incredible time for them to press into the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Stand with me in this place. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, we're so excited to see you and everyone who has joined us online uh, thank you for pressing in. If you're a visitor this morning, uh, we just want to bless you. Let's bless all our visitors. Come on, give them a hand, right? The goodness of God is a good thing. And this morning, I want to give you the freedom to press in to the goodness of God. Amen? I was talking this week, Blake, uh, Pastor Blake from Firm Foundation Ministries in Kalamazoo, and we were sitting down and just talking about worship. And how our heart's desire is that during our worship time as a congregation together, we always just want that to be an encounter with God. Amen? And you know, when you come into the presence of God, you can't, you can't formulate that. Hello, somebody. God can't be put in a box. You can't figure it all out. But what you can do is celebrate the presence of Jesus. Amen? And so this morning, we want our worship time to be an encounter with the Lord when we celebrate His goodness. And so I'm going to ask you to press in this morning. Have the freedom to celebrate the goodness of Jesus Christ in this place. Amen? We've got so much to celebrate in a world that's full of chaos. How many of you know Jesus is still on the throne? Come on. He's still on the throne. And as long as He's on the throne, He's in charge. And so I want to encourage you. Celebrate the sovereignty of the Lord this morning. Father, in this place we have come to lift you up, to celebrate your goodness, Jesus, to let you be Jesus. And so this morning, God, move. Touch your hearts and lives. Lord, as we press into you, thank you that you press into us. Deep calls out to deep, Lord. And so, Father, would you just change us for your glory and your honor allow your presence to have your way in this place today as we celebrate your goodness in Jesus name and everyone said you to feel free to, to come into the river this morning we believe that God is flowing and it's our responsibility to take that next step there's a river where goodness flows. There's a fountain that drowns sorrow. There's an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is right. There's a current stirring deep inside. It's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of
that lives within us. It is to be that light to a dark world. Amen. Hallelujah.
a refreshing, just to pour out a refreshing Has been so faithful and his goodness has been so good upon us as a congregation 
And so we just want to pray. We want to lift that up right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just take authority over this COVID in the name of Jesus over Centerville and the county. In Jesus' name, we bind it. We cast it away from this place. Lord, take dominion over this COVID in Jesus' name. The fear that has been rampant, Lord, in Jesus' name, your word says that your perfect love shall drive out all fear. And so we just claim that right now, Lord. We claim your perfect love to come upon this place in Jesus' name. Father, all across this nation, we ask that you take godly dominion over the enemy in the name of Jesus and that you reign. Lord, let you reign in Jesus' name. Revival is coming. Revival is coming. And revival is here. And we ask that you take dominion right now in the name of Jesus. Take dominion over the enemy, over this nation in Jesus' name. Amen.
Oh 
God, you always show up. God, forgive us for being in a hurry, especially in your presence. This morning, Jesus, in this place, God, we want to rest in you. Set at your feet, Jesus. Receive who you are. Lord, this morning, I thank you, God, that when we wait and sit and rest in you, Lord, you long to deposit yourself into you who we are. God, you long, God, to minister and touch the depths of our hearts, God. God, you long to give us the kingdom and the goodness of who you are. And so this morning, God, in this place, God, we receive it. We receive every bit of who you are. We continue to rest in you, Jesus. Our strength is found in who you are. And so, God, right now, thank you, God, that you give us joy in your strengthening. I pray right now, God, for everyone, God, who may be downcast and weary, Lord, renew their strength and joy in you, Jesus. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And God, you said, Lord, that it is in your presence that times of refreshing come. So, God, thank you for the refreshing this morning. We bless you, Jesus, as we continue to rest in you. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. So good to see you all this morning. Um, We'll dismiss for the kids here. And again, as we're getting settled and into um, our place, I just pray that the goodness of the Lord has been upon you. So much of the good hand of God has been testified to lately. Just been hearing God move in special ways. And I want to encourage us, um, as we often say that we believe that our ministry is a, a word and spirit ministry. And that the word of God governs who we are, leads us and guides us into all truth. Thank you, brother. And the Spirit of God comes to confirm those things. And there are many people that need prayer. And I want us to continue to not be afraid to pray. Amen? And uh, to bless those who stand in need of it with confidence. Amen? And with joy. 
Um, before we get started this morning, though, there, there is something that I, I'd like to do. And, and as I get started, with, I want to invite Tom Hagerman uh, to the stage with me. Um, in, in, in the aspect of who we are and, and in our country, especially as of late, um, the idea of what it looks like to live in a free country uh, and what we anticipate that that uh, looks like going forward and those particular things. I, I need you to understand that God has blessed us in the United States of America with a strong republic. And I firmly believe, looking through history, that our republic is stronger than any one man. And that its principle founded by the Lord is an incredible principle in all of the earth. And our country in and of itself is uh, a country, if you'll hold on to this thought for just a minute, that is governed and guided by the longest founding document in history. The Constitution. It is the longest founding document in world history that still governs a country and we still believe in it. And that particular document starts off with we the people. It declares who we are. It talks about inalienable rights. It talks about sacrifice. And this past week as we celebrated, uh, this week was Veterans Day on Wednesday. And uh, many of you know that I come from a long family of veterans. And I actually believe that the idea of veterans has nothing to do with political motivations, has nothing to do with war, and has everything to do with service. And in my mind, there's only two people in all of history who have willingly been ready to lay down their life for our freedoms. The first one was Jesus Christ. And the second one was an American soldier. Amen? And so this morning, I want you to give Tom a little bit of your attention as we intend to just bless uh, any of those. Um, uh, quickly, if you are a veteran in this place, would you just stand with us quickly, uh, if, you're, if you're a veteran? So there's a couple of veterans with us this morning. Let's welcome them. Amen. Very, very good. Amen. Hallelujah. Tom is going to share some things, and then we're going to invite you on stage with us. And so uh, give Tom, who is a veteran, a hand in the Lord as he shares. Amen. Oh, sorry. I can yell. Perfect. All right, um... I want to thank you once again for the privilege and honor, for the opportunity to be part of honoring our veterans. Here in America, we're blessed with prosperity and freedom, but what we're often short of is gratitude. Veterans Day is a day to reach out and thank those people who guaranteed these, these freedoms to us. I'm gonna give you a little history on Veterans Day. On the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month of 2018, a peace accord was finally established to end 
the Great World or the Great War, also known as the War to End All Wars. 116,000 Americans died in that war. 20 million people were killed worldwide. On, in 2019, on the 11th of November, President Woodward Wilson established Armistice Day. And he said that we should have a two-minute cessation of business practices to remember the, the, the armistice. In May, on May 13, 1938, President Calvin Coolidge declared November 11th as a national holiday. It was a day to be dedicated to the cause of world peace and to be thereafter after celebrated as Armistice Day. That was very shortly lived. In 1939, World War II began. 291,557 Americans perished in that war. 56 million worldwide died. In 1954, President Eisenhower changed, changed it from Armistice Day to Veterans Day to also honor the veterans of World War II and Korea. In 2016, President Obama declared at 3.11 p.m. on Veterans Day would be a two-minute two moment of silence. At this time, I'd like to invite all the vets up on stage. Every one of these men and other people that you know took this oath that they would solemnly swear that they would support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that they would bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that they will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the officers appointed over them according to the regulations of the Code of Military Justice. So help me God. They swore that oath before God. And I will tell you that there's no end to that oath. That oath lives on until the day they die. Amen. John 15, 12, and 13 says this. I demand that you love each other as much as I love you and here's how to measure it. The greatest love is shown when a person lays down his life for his friends. Amen. Every one of these men wrote a blank check to the United States government. The um, value of that check was determined 
the day these, they said that oath, how much they would pay up to including their life. One more thing I would like to do is if you're a family member of a veteran, I would like you to stand. Take a look around the room. Every veteran has touched somebody in this room that's standing. Their sacrifice to go out and preserve our freedoms. Thank you very much. Amen. Hallelujah. On behalf of uh, this family of faith, we understand that every man on this stage is not a man who would advocate love or ever want war. Being an American soldier is not about that. Being an American soldier is just about serving. The greatest soldier I ever know is my father, and he taught me that sacrifice means everything. And so this morning, we want to say thank you for your service. And so as a church, we have uh, had a coin designed that says thank you for your service. And on the front of it, it says your nation proudly salutes you. And so from us to you this morning, it's a small token of our gratitude, but it is a coin that hopefully you can carry and understand that when you feel unappreciated, that we love you, we thank you for your service, we thank you for being an example to who we are and continuing to encourage us in our service to the Lord. Amen. Will you stretch your hands towards these gentlemen as we pray for them? Father, thank you for servanthood. Thank you for a demonstration of sacrifice. God, we ask this morning that you speak to all our hearts and give us gratitude. Show us, God, the true meaning of servanthood. These men, the women we know also, God, they are all great servants. Would you bless them for their serving? God, would you let your spirit always be close to them? And God, we stand this morning in this place too as a representation for our nature, our nation, and our country. Lord, we're unashamed to believe that your scripture teaches us that blessed is the nation whose Lord is God. Lord, we put our faith in you today. We pray for our nation, especially now. Thank you, God, that the spirit of servanthood will rise again. And that our nation will continue to be a light because of what the American soldier stands for. As we pray a blessing on these, thank you, God, that we can have the confidence to know that you will answer our prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Come on, give these gentlemen and all of our service members a fan. Amen. I bless you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You may be seated. 
remember, if you're ever out and you see a veteran, be thankful. Amen. Many of you may not know that uh, after high school, I was set to join the Marines. Um, so I don't know if God spared me or spared the Marines. So, hallelujah. Thanks, brother. Um, anyway, uh, God had a different army for me to join. And uh, I still rejoice in the fact that uh, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, and my brother were all veterans. And... Um, my sister-in-law, uh, incredible. And y'all need to pray for me. My sister-in-law worked in intelligence in the Air Force for years. Um, and in her, in her rank, she worked inside of Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado. If you ever know anything about that mountain, top secret military mountain, the base is inside the mountain. We got to do a tour of it. And um, she worked in intelligence, and she had the same top secret clearance as the Secretary of State carries. Um, so I've always... Wanted to know what she does for a living. And she could never tell me. And uh, so when she retired, I was able, finally, like, I'm going, she's going to tell me now what she did for all these years. And uh, anyway, they made her keep her clearance, so she still can't talk about it. And I still don't know what she did for a living. So, and uh, she always likes to mess with me about that. So if you're listening today, uh, Cheryl, I'm going to find out one day. Amen. The Lord's going to reveal it to me. Anyway. Um, so thank you as a veteran from us to you. If you're listening today, we love you. If you're a veteran, please never, ever, ever think you're unappreciated. When we think about who you are, we remember that only two people in all of created creation willingly laid down their life. Jesus and you. And we are greatly honored by that. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's do this. Let's go to work. You ready? Today in our Rebuilding Foundations Family Service or Sermon Series, I'm going to speak to parents. Hello, somebody. Uh-oh. I said, hello, somebody. All right. Uh, remember, Kaylin's got a bet on how many times I say that in every sermon. So uh, the more you don't participate, the more I say it. Nehemiah is one of my biblical heroes. The book is an incredible book. There's so much more that happens in the book of Nehemiah than just rebuilding the wall. In the grand scheme of 13 chapters, we get to see and make a big deal out of 52 days. Because that is the time it took Nehemiah to rebuild the wall. 52 days. I also want you to understand that in the 52 days that Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall. He was not an architect or a builder. You have to remember, he was a food taster. So God was with him. Everybody say God was with him. God was with him. And he's an incredible leader. He's a leader not only of building the uh, the things that God wants to build, but he's a leader of people. He's an incredible uh, ability to lead people. And And I admire that so much about who he is. I admire the fact that the only new materials he was allowed to use in rebuilding the wall was wood to rebuild the gates. The the stones that he used were stones that had been burnt in a fire. Now, if you know anything about rocks that have gone through heat, they become very brittle. And so rebuilding a wall 
with stones that have been burnt and brittle. It's, it's not exactly like just re-piecing a puzzle back together. But yeah, he did it. And he did it in 52 days. Not alone. He did it while encouraging God's people to fight for one another. He did it while encouraging God's people to say, you must understand what God is doing on the earth. God, God, is, God is making room for his kingdom. He did it by encouraging families to fight for one another. He encouraged the purpose of God by declaring that family was important. And that the main reason we're doing this is because God believes in people. And so in Nehemiah chapter 4, we've read the scripture verse 14 over and over and over again. He says, then I looked over the situation. I called together the nobles, the rest of the people, and said to them, do not be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight. Everybody say fight. Fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your wives, and fight for your homes. He, he, he rebuilt something in 52 days while encouraging people that there is a reason for what we are doing. The whole time, he was ridiculed. But again, it's only 52 days in the grand scheme of 13 chapters. So God was doing so much more than just rebuilding the walls. I need every parent in here to listen to me today. You are doing so much more than just trying to get to their 18th birthday. Don't act like you never thought about it. And then you're going to be 18 one day. Hey, I'll be the first to admit, I raised my children to leave. Get out. Every one of us. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? That's the point. But we're doing so much more. Nehemiah was doing so much more than just rebuilding the walls. He couldn't even fathom the depth of the work he was doing. I want you to think about this. Those walls that he rebuilt would contain roads inside the city. And those, those roads inside that city would be the very roads that Jesus himself would one day walk down. He had no idea. He could not fathom that. As a parent in this place this morning, you need to understand there are some things you are building into your children that are preparing a space for Jesus to be introduced into a lost and dying. We're doing something great. And so it's important to grab a hold of it. Matthew chapter 7, I'm going to read you a familiar verse of Scripture here, starting in verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on 